0: This is episode seven, right? Right. It's which true, which means we we are we are two episodes behind Fast and Furious movies that have been released until this point, which is that is, is I,
1: tall cotton. That's a quite a measure.
0: That's that's how I've been measuring the chronology of our episodes. At least is is it more or less than the number of Fast and Furious movies there are so far? We're less, but it was it was brought to my attention recently when I was looking through in advance of Fast X, which is coming out. I think. Next month? In two months, maybe? The 10th movie in the franchise, how not a single one of the movies has followed the naming conventions of the previous movies in any way.
1: I have noticed that. Yeah. I, I appreciate that.
0: The first one, The Fast and the Furious. Second one, The Fast and the Furious 2. No, it's Too Fast, Too Furious. <laughs> yes. Okay. Is the third one 3 Fast? Nope. Okay. Fast and Furious 3. Tokyo oh. Drift. So oh, there's a Tokyo subtitle okay. now. Okay. Yeah. What do you, do you know the name of the fourth one? For your eyes only. Yes. It's, <laughs> it's fast and furious. They just took the the's away. Oh, all right. Economical. Uh, th- yeah. The fifth one, even more economical, fast five. Yeah. The number all spelled out. The sixth one would be,
1: mm. I don't know.
0: Fast and furious six. They just went straight down the plate with mm. that one.
1: Roman numeral or, nope Air just bit. number
0: six okay then after that furious seven that yes so yes just, the second half the eighth movie is fate of the furious Clefet. and then the ninth movie is just f9 like none of them have anything in common with the other ones and then we get to the 10th one it's fast x oh
1: so now my it's Roman gosh. numerals.
0: like they change it up drastically every time This is a podcast about what fascinates us. It's Fascinators. It's a podcast dedicated to the weird and wonderful people, concepts, and stories that send us down the rabbit hole. Each week, we're talking about what's on our mind. You know what? What sent us digging through Wikipedia this week? I am Evan Atkinson, joined by my dad, Mister Atkinson. It's different every time. Yes. See, you're doing a fashion furious thing. It's true. With, oh yeah. With this. Oh my gosh. I've I, you you started last week, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start this one. Oh, yeah, please. What, when I have a question for you.
1: Yes, I have a question for you first. What, what fascinates
0: you? Well, this is awkward to answer that question with a question. What's your favorite <laughs> video game?
1: Let's see, good question. Uh, could it be for a console or PC? It doesn't matter.
0: What's your favorite video game? Anything. Okay.
1: Yeah, and I guess it could be like an arcade one growing up, but I wasn't a big arcade guy. I would like to say... There's a game called like Order of Battle that I seem to play. Okay. It's, it's kind of like Risk, but a little more Ooh. complicated than Risk, but not as complicated as like Hearts of Iron, if you know that okay. franchise. Yeah. I, I have tried that and it is, it's it's quite difficult. <laughs> so yeah, it's just like a, like a Risk. I like, like turn-based strategies, okay. games that are kind of based on reality. Oh, another, oh, Civilization.
0: Oh yeah, it, yeah of
1: course. It's probably Civilization.
0: What's like, what are, what are things that you, you you mentioned the strategy, like is that's what you get into it for. You want to like have this overarching strategy component. You want to like think your way through. Yes. Different moves.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Turn-based things. Cause I've played some games with you that are like first person shooters and Mm -hmm. stuff. And I am just not, well, I just don't play enough and I'm not quick. I was thinking like when you were growing up, we would play Battlefront, which is a Star Wars yeah.
0: first person. Star Wars Battlefront, of and, course.
1: Oh. And I always wanted to play, well, one, I want to enjoy being on the same team as you as opposed to going against you. But yes. like you would just rack up this body count that was just, and I'd be like, hey, I got one. And you're like, <laughs> just yapping people left and right. So it, the turn-based helps me because I'm not that quick. And and so, yeah, I like the strategy. I like historical historically based yeah, type game. So yeah, Civilization, I'd say, is is a big one for me.
0: Okay. Do you feel like when you're playing video games, do you feel like you're doing chores a little bit? No. Good. good. That's why, I mean, that's why it's a game. Don't what know. if I told you... Yeah, help me. In, a, in 2020, the third highest selling video game of that year, the premise is it's about a slumlord who upon the start of the game coerces you into taking a high interest loan In order to keep your home, he then pushes you into a spiral of serfdom where you're tied to the land and forced to work off your debt. You know? Do you know what game I'm talking about?
1: No. Well, it sounds like you didn't. You reference Monopoly started out as the landlord game. Yeah. Yeah. Is it? No, I don't know the name of the game that you're talking about.
0: This. This is Animal Crossing. Oh,
1: yeah, that was a big thing at the start of the COVID.
0: Huge. Like it yeah. was, I, I have it. It's adorable. The slumlord is a little raccoon named Tom Nook. And you, you start the game and you pop in your little island and you're like, wow, look at this beautiful island. Then this little raccoon shows up and he goes, hey, I'll let you live here if you just give me like $100,000. And you're like, well, and there's great. There's no other option. I can't be like, no, thanks. And so he says, Cool. <laughs> you just owe me this hundred thousand dollars when you could get to it. And in the meantime, if you try doing anything else, you can't do it because you owe me a hundred thousand dollars
1: Oh my gosh. And right into servitude. You're,
0: you're you truly you're you're locked into debt from the jump. You can't leave your house. You have to like help him build other buildings because he's like, You still owe me money, dog. Like you can't get out of this. It's <laughs> it's really intense if you look at it on paper. That's It's, it's adorable. It's a game for kids. So
1: I did uh, not know, I'm familiar with the name. I didn't know that was the concept. I thought you just start building things and you expand and get a garden and
0: you, know, meet you, friends. You do, but it it, it, tur- it starts with a horrifying capitalistic cycle of debt. So <laughs> a lot a lot of that game, though, and kind of the reason I played it through a little bit and then I bounced off of it is because a lot of it's just doing chores, You're cleaning up around your island. You're starting this garden. Things that I would probably never do in real life, but are core mechanics of why people enjoy this game. And I, I kinda I started to think about the idea of doing chores in video games. Yeah. And how it comes up a lot more than than I I think I thought. Interesting. Some games that have come out in recent years are like going even like just full on into chore territory. The main one is called Un Unpacking, which is a game about literally unpacking boxes in it. and it is rave reviews. People are obsessed with this game.
1: Like sponsored um, by U-Haul.
0: Tr- like it feels like like the gameplay is you open up a cardboard box and it's like this is full of video games. You gotta organize them by height. Yeah. Um, and end of game. There's cooking simulator, farming simulator, truck driving simulator, ice road trucking simulator lawnmower simulator a game that actually was like the best-selling game on xbox for a while this year power wash simulator where you just clean up dirty things with a power washer and you can unlock different power washer nozzles but that is the that is the depth and breadth of the game
1: oh my gosh i need like a set the table simulator and you get like bonus points if you know where the salad fork goes or the lobster prongs and
0: I, I can almost guarantee you that game exists somewhere. Wild. But these these chores pop up in games all the time. There's this game called City Skylines, which is about designing a city. And so I was like, let me hop in and make a city. That sounds so fun. Yeah. And then the first half of the game is like, well, where's the waste management facility going to go? Because you've got a lot of people <laughs> and a lot of excrement. Okay, great. You built waste management, but it's actually changing the traffic flow of your city. Do you know how to best direct traffic? Oh, my and gosh. I, Drop the game because I was like, this isn't fun anymore. Even mainstream games that you wouldn't think are kind of chore simulators include a lot of chores. Have you heard of Red Dead Redemption 2? Yes. It's like big cowboy game from the people who make Grand Theft Auto. It's like this fun, you know, shoot 'em up cowboy game, but did you wear warm clothes? Because you're walking in the snow and you're gonna die of frostbite if you walk around without warm clothes on for a oh little my God. bit. The detail. It, it got it got so deep that the horse's testicles shrink up in cold weather. <laughs> Somebody, somebody's job was just to sit in front of a computer for um, uh, innumerable hours and code it, horse testicles yeah. to get smaller. Hey, <laughs> cold. Kevin, welcome to the team. Here's your task. <laughs> Thank God we got the new interns in. They're not going to believe this one. Right. It is It's bonkers. So it bleeds into these, these mainstream games, certain games are coming with sanity meters. Now, if you're playing a horror game and you see too much messed up stuff, you lose sanity, uh, and you start to like hallucinate as it goes on. So you have to manage the, the temperature, this, your sanity, the amount of water you're drinking. Oh my Uh, gosh. All of this stuff is it's kind of survival mechanics. I think of them as chores. And then, of course, I think the main offender is The Sims franchise. Yes, yes. Where, I mean, you were truly like telling a character to go to the bathroom, making sure they go to bed on time, all this stuff. So my thesis, my question is, why do we play games? Why do we take the precious little time that we have outside of our, you know, normal life to reenact the most boring parts of being human?
1: Right. Right. Is it that part of the brain that how some people love to make a list and check things off the list? And sometimes Mm. if if they do a task, they'll add it to the list just so they can check it off the list.
0: That's what I I do.
1: Yeah, You don't have a list that you just have it. It's an after the fact. You're like, did that, did that. I still have to write it out. I have
0: a list of accomplishments. (laughs) I I treat my to-do list like a resume.
1: Yeah. You're like, Evan, it's entitled Evan's Big Day. You just bang it out at the end of the day.
0: Yeah, five o'clock it's, rolls it's, around it's, and
1: you say like, "What did I do today?"
0: I, I like, crack a beer and sit down and go like, "Yep, worked out, did a thing, yeah,
1: yeah." Crush that. I drew shrinking testicles. I in my sketchbook. <laughs> I'm gonna be a That's designer. True. They don't
0: even pay. Me, they don't even pay me for that. I do that for free. Yeah, you're like mom, dad. I'm um, gonna be an artist. So I did. I did a little bit of research into this, and it's, I think, kind of the main. Two factors into why this is such a popular thing in games. And these games are huge. Like Power Watch Simulator truly, like, took the world by storm when it came out. That is amazing um, to me. And it's, it's I, I think, comes a little bit from a desire for agency and control. Yes. Is, is a big piece. Also, Animal Crossing, specifically, you mentioned it was huge at the beginning of the pandemic. And I think that there's a big reason for that in... Everybody kind of lost control and lost their own agency for a little bit. And so, you know, every, everything is getting worse and worse. The CIA declassified UFO documents and no one noticed. It was that bad. Right. Like, it was, it was so <laughs> bonkers rough. And so you turn to your little raccoon slumlord and you're like, hey, how can, how can I make these little animals happy? That's something I can control. You know, it's it's also a kind of interesting thing. Sims, I think, is helpful with this. Wages have become kind of stagnant for workers in the 21st century. Home ownership is kind of an escapist fantasy in, yeah. in a lot of ways. I'm 25. I, I will see if I if I'll ever own a home. You know, I'm working on it. But it's yeah. it's this kind of it's become a fantasy now. And so this video games, you can kind of guarantee that fantasy a little bit like Sims to remind them to go to the bathroom, but they have a house and they can keep building a bigger house. <laughs> yeah, Or, you know, promotions are just like a little game that you play and then you automatically get a promotion. And that's that's a big piece. And it's also, it's a simplified version of something that takes a lot of effort in real life. To use The Sims as an example, every time I play The Sims, I end up making myself just, I don't know if it's out of pure narcissism or what. I can't, Use that as like a. This is a strange, kleptomaniac named Carl. It's always Evan, and he's happy go lucky and likes to play guitar. Good boss. Well, it's which, for you. Re-
1: it works in real life, so carry yeah. it over.
0: It's so. Was some video game company released a statement where they like they did the math on all the characters that people had created, and they found that the most common character created was like a white male with like dark hair and a beard, and they're like, y'all, you can make this into like a rabbit person and like a dragon and everybody's picking some guy named Dwayne like (laughs) who's a barista who's a yeah but like I think I don't know we have a propensity to make things look like us yeah all that that. aside I my sim my sim character likes to play guitar my sim character you (laughs) you won't be surprised to find out also plays guitar 99% more than I play in real life (laughs) at this At this point, my guitar is basically a decoration on my wall. And this dude is like staying up till 4 a.m. Practicing every day, sleeps the minimum amount, wakes up, eats the minimum amount of food. He's back to shredding so he can become a guitar legend. (laughs) He's been in his 10,000 hours. Like all at once. It's not not (laughs) over time. This dude is like, all right, for the next 10,000 hours, I will be in my room playing guitar. Yeah, yeah, it's a marathon. But it's, it's, it's control, right? It's the thing I wish I could do in real life of have the focus and enjoyment and attention span to just sit down and play guitar for 10,000 hours and real life gets in the way. But in the game, you know, not so much. Yeah, true. So it's, it's, it's instant gratification is, is the other piece. It's immediate and predictable awards I I did a little bit of research with ChatGPT my oh AI my best gosh. friend yes and I and I asked it what are the steps that you need to from deciding you want to grow potatoes to selling potatoes and it turned out like 16 paragraphs of okay you got to conduct market research select and prepare the land for potato farming plant the potatoes provide ongoing care grade sort package to the date like all this stuff and then in Minecraft press the A button to plant potatoes. <laughs> Press the right trigger to harvest potatoes. Press the X button to sell potatoes. It is it is a 30 second loop. Yeah. That right. if I ever wanted to be a potato farmer, it it would be great to just be able to automatically do that if a bad storm comes through, it's not going to affect my potatoes. Yeah. You know, everything yeah. everything you want to try out works and it's simplified and you get immediate gratification. Yeah.
1: And and it's a a safe place like you said there the uh, the downside isn't there right and i the stakes like you can always hit like when you go play like call of duty or something you can hit restart
0: right yeah Uh, aside from the reality of i i got tricked into joining the army by a recruiter at my high school and now three years later i'm in fallujah Mm -hmm. which is yeah a lot less fun is that is that a
1: planet in star wars
0: it also is a planet in Star Wars, which <laughs> I learned from, full circle, Star Wars Battlefront. I learned about the Star Wars planet before I learned about the actual American warfare conquest. Right, right. Which is rough. But, I mean, all that to say. So that's, that's kind of the science behind it. And it, it answers it a little bit. But what I found interesting from these articles that I was reading is how you can reverse engineer that okay. into your life. And into specifically work, I think, is is a good way to handle it, is restructuring the praise system and the award system in a workplace to give expected and immediate rewards for tasks. Yeah. Do tell. I like that. So you kind of heard, have you heard of the term like gamifying something? Yes. You know? Yes. And that's helpful. Obviously, in games, you're gamifying (laughs) chores. To give immediate rewards but in work being able to have things like i have a task tracking software that i use at work called asana this this podcast not sponsored by asana (laughs) however if you want to sponsor asana hit us up every time i check off a task on my to-do list it like shoots unicorns across the page and like bright colors and then adds it to like this leaderboard of like evan accomplished 16 tasks today compared against (laughs) You know, Joe from marketing, who only did 11, eat it, you know? Joe, Um, we need to talk. We need to to talk. You've been let go. But it's it's a cool way to, maybe not to make it competitive, but at least to give me like a, hey, I did something, boom, here's this big fanfare, you know, about my accomplishment. It gives me some immediate thing. That's harder to do with tasks, I think, in your life, like learning guitar. I don't necessarily have a, I put in exactly three hours of guitar and I got exactly three hours better, which I can in a video game, but I can, you know, by, with a little bit of discipline, if I say, you know, whatever, I'm going to do guitar an hour a day for three weeks at the end of that, I can give myself a little reward, like, you know, buying a new guitar pick or something like that. Sure. And that helps set the habit in motion, makes it more fun to do.
1: Yeah, I think one of the stats I've seen as far as like team members or employees leaving a company is because they feel like they haven't been seen. Yeah. And so like you talked about the instant gratification, I mean, you're getting it maybe on a daily basis. I mean, through that task manager, that task game, you're getting feedback that, hey, I I am making a difference. I did contribute. So yeah, I love that aspect.
0: It's a, it's a quick thing, but that's, that's what fascinates me is how over time, as games get more complex, they start introducing more boring things, but we, we eat it up. We love it. There's literally the guy who made Metal Gear Solid made this game called Death Stranding and it had like all these Hollywood act. Conan O'Brien shows up in it. Chloe Sevigny, like a bunch of really famous Guillermo del Toro, Mads Mikkelsen. Huge budget game. The gameplay of it is del- you're a you're a, a DoorDash person. You just go around apocalyptic United States and just deliver boxes from one side of the country to the other side of the country. Oh my gosh! And you might trip, you might fall down a hill, and then you lose the boxes, and you have to go all the way back and pick up some new boxes. And people are like, "Game of the year! Incredible!"
1: Oh my gosh. I would just do it just to hear Conan O'Brien's voice, <laughs> just like ah, what? <laughs> some of his silly he's, he's a
0: side quest. You show up, and Conan O'Brien is just like, "I need you to give me sixteen boxes, deliver them to this bunker, and also I love otters. The boxes are full of otter hats. It's like it's so <laughs> just nothing, but it's incredible. Oh my gosh,
1: that's crazy. I love it though. I mean, I I love. It's always interesting to me to see where there's a void, whether it's in the music industry, like who knew we needed Squid Game? True. And maybe we didn't need it. I haven't seen it, but you know, (laughs) where's the void? And so like in those games, where's the void? Someone thought there's a void or, I mean, you you know, these big companies have psychologists and social workers and, you know, all these folks trying to make the best quote unquote, addictive game. And what's what's the relatively new, like, in-game purchases? Such a big deal.
0: Microtransactions.
1: Yeah, such a big deal in the industry. And it's interesting how, when you look at their financial model, those Mm. games have switched to become more and more because they know, hey, we'll give a game away for free. And the average person's going to spend $73 on it. Whereas we could sell it yeah. for $20 and not have, you know, that kind of thing. That's fascinating. So I love that. Thank you for sharing that.
0: There's that's, that's your, your video game update for, for the quarter. <laughs> Expect another video game topic in a couple months, probably. Okay. I
1: stay tuned in. Yeah. What number will stay that tuned. be? And how are we going to number it? That'll be episode 110? Oh, 40. 110.
0: <laughs> you, you expect us to move a lot faster. I want to do 10,000
1: uh, hours. We're going to bang this out every night. All right, let's do it. <laughs> so, a question for you. Yes, please. What do Wakanda and whales, the landmass, not the mammal, the home of Tom Jones and Catherine Zeta Jones, that whales? Yes. So, what do Wakanda and whales have in common?
0: Apparently, everyone from Wales' last name is Jones. I, oh gosh. Having re- It's tough that you said not the mammal, because I've recently seen oh Black Panther 2 Wakanda Forever. Okay, I haven't seen it. That. I that want to. It's full of whales. Spoiler alert for I'll that. I'll be darned. Second to Avatar 2. It is the the Disney sequel with the most whales.
1: Not Free Willy?
0: Well, maybe. Well, there's only one whale, I think, in math. I haven't <laughs> seen Free Willy. <laughs> oh,
1: my I gosh. Wakanda
0: either. and whales are both
1: fictional <laughs> countries. Oh, my gosh. You are right. What? No way. Neither is a real country. What? That was a bit. No <laughs> way. You're, you're spot on. So in what in 1933, the Montevideo in, in Uruguay, the Montevideo Convention came up with the qualifications or four benchmarks that you need to hit if you want to be a country. Okay. And, <laughs> and those are, it has to encompass a defined area. Okay that needs to be a permanent population you need a government yes and you need a gover- yeah. you need a government capable of interacting with other states okay so the un acknowledges 100 recognizes 193 countries some scholars say that's as much as 196 so it's right in there like 195 countries in the world okay so here's the kicker places like wales is not a sovereign state, because it's part of the United Kingdom of Great Britain and Northern Ireland. So you can also put in there, England's not a country, Scotland's not a country, Wales and Northern Ireland are not countries, because they they don't have not. control of their own government. It comes from parliament, which is over all of them. Wow, it's not unusual. It's a big part
0: of <laughs> really- a ruling body.
1: So you might have remember you might have heard, like um, maybe four year four years ago that uh, Scotland was trying to become its own country, and they just didn't get the votes. they had an election, they just didn't get the votes, yeah,, uh, to do that, so other places you might have heard of that are not countries, so Holland, you know oh,
0: yeah, wait the, the like the Netherlands,
1: right, that's what it is. So Holland is a region inside oh. of the
0: Netherlands, I remember this my Dutch friend when I was studying abroad was was very, very intense on this point, I guess reasonably so, was she would say she was from Holland and I would go to the Netherlands and she's like, yeah, but I'm from Holland. Sure. And I would go, okay. Yeah. Big, big pride. Big pride. Wow.
1: Here's another big pride one. So Bosnia is not a country. Yeah. So you've heard of that in the-
0: old- Bosnia and Herzegovina. Yeah, there it is. That's right.
1: Bosnia is just a region. So the country is called Bosnia-Herzegovina.
0: I mean, lest you forget, in fourth grade, when I didn't have any friends, I would stay inside during (laughs) recess and study the atlas. And then I would ask my fourth grade teacher if she was ready to quiz me on all of the countries of a certain continent. And she would go, oh, bud, okay, Africa. (laughs) And I would be like, all right, starting with Kenya. And then, the, and I would go through every country on the continent, and she'd be like, "That's great. Do you want to go outside?"
1: I do. remember And I would that. say, "It's oh tough. My gosh, That's tough times." So good. Okay, here's another one. Not a country. Greenland.
0: Okay, I have a lot of questions about this. Yes, because it's so well. Okay, according to the distorted flat maps, it looks huge. Right. It's not that big, but it's still pretty big.
1: So, it's the world's largest island that is not also a continent. So, Australia is what larger. Is, who controls it? Denmark. What? Yeah, it's true. It is the kingdom of Denmark.
0: That, okay. That, I wouldn't, never in a million years would I have guessed that. The Vikings got there and just kept it?
1: I think so. That's a set, essentially it. Wow. Okay. So, the Caribbean... It's just lousy with these places. So there's about 26 islands in the Caribbean. Not islands, excuse me. Okay. Territories or countries. And about 13 of those are country, island nations, and about 13 are territories. And yeah. they so like St. Martin's is split between France and the Netherlands as a territory. So not a country. Bermuda is not a country. It's a UK territory. Aruba and Carousel are owned um, by the Netherlands. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Puerto Rico is, of course, a US territory. Tasmania, heard a lot, might have known this, yeah. not, not a country, it's a one of the states of Australia. It's one of their six states. I mean, so they include it along with Northwest Territory, I can't think of all the Queensland. Yeah, they
0: name one of the, <laughs> right. I think Queensland's a city, the Outback <laughs> Steakhouse, and... when I did, Yes, done.
1: Right. And then last one, um, Taiwan, a controversial one, but it's yeah. part of China, of course, and China considers it a breakaway province which is kind of like mm. just it's like an angsty teenager i think like oh taiwan it's just going through a phase it'll be back
0: have you have you this this is a little bit of an aside but have you seen the video of john cena apologizing to the people of china for calling taiwan a country no it is first of all john cena speaks mandarin a fact that i learned from watching that video oh my is profusely apologizing in mandarin for uh, implying sovereignty to taiwan oh my and it is like why why is john cena the ambassador on this issue (laughs) why like why does anybody care what john cena thinks about geopolitical anything right well that's where Uh, i get all my news maybe maybe he's got some. he seems like a nice guy i would allow he's john oh my gosh he's well spoken Yeah. John Cena, also a cast member of the Fast and Furious franchise, plays Vin Diesel's brother. Oh. And I found it, and I'll cut this out. I found a TikTok account uh, that is just clips of sporting events announcing the night Osama bin Laden was killed. What? Which is so specific, but they have hundreds of videos. And one of those videos is John Cena at a WWE match showing like all. He says, like, he has been found and effectively compromised to death. And the whole arena cheers. And I'm like, what do you mean, John? Jonathan? Uh, right. That that, that
1: script was not written for him. He was going off. No. He was not going off any cue cards with that. Gosh.
0: Continue. So, so sorry.
1: No, that's all good. So those are the f- countries that we a lot of people think are countries, but they are not actually countries. So... Mm. I'll just finish with a few funky facts. Love it about countries. Any guesses for the most? What country has the most lakes in the world, uh, and they have twice it, as many as the rest of the world combined? Sixty percent. Finland or six, Sweden? Oh, sixty percent of all the lakes are in this one country. It is not Sweden or Finland.
0: What? Is it Norway? Is it Nordic?
1: Mm, it's in. About as far north. In fact, they have a border with the Arctic Circle.
0: Canada. Yes. 60% mm. of all the
1: lakes in the world are in Canada. That's crazy. Now, here's some place you've lived. So we talked about the Caribbean. Do you say Caribbean or Caribbean? I oh, interchange
0: it, them. I would visit the Caribbean, but it's Pirates of the Caribbean. Right. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. No, same. I interchange. It depends how I'm using it for sure. So <laughs> by reference, hmm. There are seven thousand islands in the Caribbean. Wow, seven thousand. Keep that in mind. This country has one hundred eighty thousand lakes, or excuse me, islands. One hundred eighty thousand islands. Caribbean, seven thousand. This country, one hundred eighty thousand. You mentioned it just moments ago, and you have lived there.
0: Oh my! Oh, Finland. Yeah. What? Yeah, I was going to say like Micronesia, or I thought Indonesia. Finland.
1: Yeah, I would have guessed like Indonesia, something like 80... How's What Well, I
0: honestly that well, that makes me question my entire semester in Finland. Is I'd think I set foot on one island.
1: Well, maybe they were all like the lakes were iced over, so you didn't know where one started and one ended. Ah, uh, that's fair. Yeah, it was just one big land, land mass. It's like, yeah, going through Antarctica. Wow. So, uh, China, big honking country, one time yeah. zone.
0: Is that by choice? Yes. Every, I love that. Yeah. Seriously, that's great for them though. Like <laughs> <I know. laughs> as as someone who manages communications for a company that is has now expanded to India, like we yeah. have we have West Coast, we have sent all the time zones in the United States. And then we have people in the UK, we have people in India. We have one one dude sticking it out in Australia. And I am like, when Am I ever going to send this email? If we were just in China, it's it's five o'clock somewhere and also everywhere.
1: As long as it's in Beijing. That's where they, it's whatever time it is in Beijing or their capital is where it is in the rest of the country. Brilliant. (laughs) Thank you, Kublai Khan. Yeah, which should, it should go over like five to six time zones, but they just do one.
0: So, I mean, you got to be bummed out if you're in like, I guess, Eastern China then. Because or where's I I gosh, I don't know which side Beijing is on, but whatever the furthest side is
1: from yeah. Beijing
0: has like the worst daylight savings time yeah. problem.
1: Yeah, it's five o'clock, time for dinner and bed. Or no, the sunset at three o'clock or two. Yeah. Oh. Whatever. Yeah. So Monaco is the second smallest country. It's smaller than Central Park.
0: What? That's, and we drove, I remember when we drove through Monaco on a family vacation. Right. I also remember I was taking a nap in the backseat of the car, which probably the most beautiful drive we've ever gone on. I don't know why I decided to fall asleep. Yeah. Too much I woke up from Monaco and I, that's true. I woke up in the middle of us driving through a McLaren Bentley dealership. (laughs) Right. Like so hair-raisingly close (laughs) to these like $500,000 cars,
1: right? Oh no. Yeah. Different world. The smallest country, by the way, is you might know is the Vatican city, but they call it the Holy See. Okay. Is how it's recognized, but not by the UN. They don't recognize it because it's technically a country. It is, it is a country, but they don't allow it into membership into the UN. Interesting. Yeah. That seems fair. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And what else do we have here? Oh, here's an odd stat about, you know, gross domestic product. You might have heard of GDP. So that's the total market value of all your goods and services that you produce. And so as you might imagine by a factor of 15, maybe the U.S. is number one in GDP. China's two. Japan, three. Makes sense. Yeah. Japan, three. Germany, four. The U.K. is five. And if California were a country, it would be six.
0: That's... There's, I mean, I'm very rarely patriotic, but whenever that stat comes up, whenever someone's like, hey, the second biggest air force in the world is the U.S. Navy, I'm like, all right. And
1: by a long shot.
0: Yeah, it feels good. So here's the last
1: little country fact, just to tie in with some some of the astrology slash astronomy we were talking about last week. Oh, yeah. Australia is the same width as the moon so that puts it in this per- perspective not the same you know surface area but if you just stretched them we,
0: so uh, not diameter but, uh, like truly from pole to pole
1: well yeah diameter cuz goes through not circumference
0: okay str- straight yeah. through not wrapped
1: right right not okay wrapped. that's how wide the moon is
0: that's Here's australia that that's actually that's the best stat i've heard all day it's, i have no concept for the size of the moon and
1: no, no poisonous spiders, poisonous snakes on the moon. It might True. be more conducive to live on the moon than Australia. Every time you see something like, oh, this so and so has 10 times the venom of whatever in this, a rattlesnake in the US, yeah. it's always an Australia. moon.
0: It is an interesting thing though, because I am terrified of going to space. I would never want to go to space. It's yeah. usually like deep ocean or outer space, which would you pick. I always go deep ocean because, like, at least I'll end up on Earth no matter what happens. Yeah. And also, like, I don't know. There's there's more of a chance for escape, I feel like, with deep ocean. If you're in space and anything fails, you're just in space. If you're in the ocean and anything fails, maybe you'll float up. I don't know. Who knows? (laughs) Yeah. But Claire, my partner's biggest fear, is Australia, the country. Just uh, all the venomous snakes. All everything. And... I think it makes the moon and space a more attractive option. My gosh, we can be... In sent- comparison. Yeah,
1: NASA could change, you know, the North Australian Scientific Association. And we can just like, start sending capsules to the outback.
0: We need to. No James Bond movie has been filmed or set in Australia ever. But James Bond has gone to space. Right. Like twice. Right but has never been to Australia.
1: See, and it seems like, because that was, wasn't quantum, quantum of solace. I mean, usually the bad guys need like a layer that's away from everybody else. Yeah. I mean, what better place? Oh my gosh, I can already see it taking place. Couldn't you imagine some bad guy, super remote, middle of the outback, doing all these things with mining and he's drilling down to the mantle to stop our magnetic field. That's getting it's too. it's right there. Yeah, that's getting too much into the 60s James Bond where they had just these fantastical villains trying to do stuff yeah. with lasers.
0: Well, hey, I'm fascinated about these countries. They're so good. Thank you. I've, t-
1: I've told you this before. I learned so much. So thank you for that.
0: It was, I think, t- typified by an interaction I had at work today. I was leaving my office and then somebody like, mentioned a fun fact about something and then I fired off like three fun facts that I've learned from this podcast and then it turned into like fif- 15 like incredibly informational like fun facts have been thrown at this person and they were like I gotta go home what do, what do you <laughs> else do
1: they're withering like, under your barrage of fun facts
0: I was like well actually did you know that the cocktail was named after this and <laughs> A dragon myth started with this. And did you know 90% of the dollar bills in circulation have cocaine on them? And it just became this massive thing.
1: You like pull up a chair, son. Got some things I need to get off my chest.
0: I've learned a lot and I'm glad that, you know, the goal of Fascinators is we, we collect these facts, these stories, because we're just genuinely curious people. And this is kind of just an outlet for us to spill it out somewhere. Yeah. And we collect um, these facts so you don't have to. It's true. You know, it's it's a podcast for the curious by some pretty curious guys. It's Thank sad. you for for joining this week's Fascinators. I certainly don't think it was a chore, but <laughs> you know, maybe you're listening to this while you play some some video games of chores in it. I know I listen to podcasts when I do that. But if there is a topic or a curiosity that you have that you would like us to dive into on an episode of Fascinators, you can send that to fascinatorspod at gmail.com. And for everything else, I don't know, Dad, what's our what's our closing statement?
1: You know, I will say, don't stop thinking about tomorrow.
0: Don't, hey, don't stop thinking about tomorrow because today's already done. And it'll That's soon it. be here. It'll soon be here. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Fascinators. We'll see y'all next time.
1: Thank you. I should have said thank you. I don't know why I said thank you.